0: today because I want to get your take on what's going on here with Twitter, right? We saw a beat some concerns about the guidance and uh the user miss. The stock's down over 10% this morning. I mean, what are the takeaways here?
1: Hey, good morning, Nicole. So, you know, I think right now this earnings season is uh, around digital advertising and social media. Ah, uh, user growth has really been uh, the biggest theme, a little bit more than usual, just given where we are in the cycle of you know kind of COVID and lockdowns and and the world reopening. Uh, so, it, Twitter put up a decent quarter; they were kind of in line. Their their, their revenue guidance was just a, a slight miss, um, but their their user growth is expected to decelerate into the uh, high double digits. Um, you know they have set a target for for 20% growth over the next couple of years. Um, You know, they haven't changed that target, but as we kind of the world reopens back up, um, you know, the the, the growth there is going to slow a little bit. And that's what's got investors most concerned uh, out of their friend.
0: I just always felt like Twitter was something different. You know, Facebook, the whole world got on it. Twitter originally felt like it was just for journalists and newsy folks. And, um, you know, I think they always just had this hard time to have that user growth in the first place. So to hear about decelerating user growth going forward, it's tough. But at the same time, I'm seeing um, you know, some moves from the stocks. And I still see some overweights. JP Morgan has an overweight and an $80 target. I know, Wedbush, you brought your target down to $64. Uh, Deutsche Bank has a $67 target. It's um, it's a tough outlook for to a certain extent, isn't it?
1: It, it, it is. And you're, you're making all the right points. So that's kind of been the, the thing with Twitter over the years is that it's been viewed as a little bit of a, of a niche platform. Um, and they've been putting in a lot of effort to expand that. Um, really, over the past couple of years, they're introducing a, a, a lot of new products to try to make it um, a little bit more usable for, for more people and, and have that drive uh, stronger growth over the next couple of years. Um, they put a lot of those things in place recently um, and they had an investor day a couple months ago where they laid out this plan um, and, and investors wanna see them hitting on, on all those things. Uh, so so that, that that's part of the problem here right now is you know, they they just put out this grand vision um, and now immediately kind of a quarter after, a couple months after we're talking about growth slowing, understandably to a certain extent, just because of what COVID was last year and everyone being locked down. Um, but I think given its history and, and how it's viewed, Uh, we need to see really strong execution for the stock to keep moving from here.
0: Yeah, I see what you're talking about. I mean, you talked about Investor Day and how they really touted so much. Can we turn your attention to Facebook? I know that you're also looking closely at Facebook. So unlike Twitter, which we just said was a little bit of a niche platform, Snapchat, every teenager in America is on that. Facebook is definitely widely loved by grandma and the kids. It's sort of um, a broad base. In fact, they saw a big jump in sales and it's been referred to the fact that it's in a sweet spot. Um, do you think it's in a sweet spot?
1: Uh, I, I think at least parts of it are in, in, in a pretty big way. And, uh, look, the, the, the big guys, uh, Facebook and Google, really outperformed this quarter. Uh, their, their growth was, was way ahead of expectations. Uh, their outlooks were, were ahead of expectations um, Yeah, and these you know, big digital advertising behemoths are, seem to only be getting stronger in this market. Uh, so that that's a really positive for Facebook. Uh, Facebook has some engagement challenges also coming forward. They've, they talked about it uh, a, a little bit as well, but like you said, Facebook's already so big um, and they've got some really interesting uh, products around commerce and areas where they're focused on bringing commerce onto the platform. Um, and I think Instagram, continues to get stronger in a world where social commerce gets bigger. So they are, I think, in a sweet spot in in a lot of ways to your point.
0: Tell me about the price target raise. Um, You know, I see 331.81 was the high just, you know, now recently this week, and um, you have uh, raised your target, right, to 355, but a neutral rating. So you're not saying rush out and buy it, but you think it can trend higher? I mean, what does this mean exactly?
1: Yeah, so, uh, look, I think we got, have to give them credit, credit for, for the results that we saw in the first quarter for the guidance uh, and outlook for the second quarter and the fact that they're growing their uh, their, their business so much. The digital ad uh, environment is very strong. Uh, we're seeing uh, advertising as a whole rebound, um, and, and they are positioned pretty well there. Uh, there. There are a few things that do concern us a little bit. Uh, one of those things is, is engagement. Um, you know, uh, Pinterest got really hit on their engagement outlook. Twitter got got hit pretty hard. Uh, Facebook's engagement outlook w- wasn't uh, fantastic, but they got a, a little bit of a pass just because of, of how much bigger they are um, and and how well they did in, in their results in, in the first and second quarter. Um, we, we also think uh, Facebook's the the most exposed to the changes that Apple's putting in on uh, on iOS uh, 14.5, where uh, the uh, privacy standards are, are 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 tighter and and it's going to become harder to. Uh, track users and target them. Facebook's been by far the best at that. Uh that's that's been their their biggest strength and so we think a, a more level playing field um can hurt can hurt Facebook the most rel- relatively. So we as that rolls out we're a little bit cautious on that area as well.
0: I see. Okay, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because there was a lot of talk whether or not that would be a good thing or a bad thing. They were trying to spin it, right? Everybody's trying to spin it, do something positive. Um, eBay, Shopify, these are names that you cover. In fact, for eBay, you recently downgraded the stock to a neutral. What's missing from eBay as the behemoth of Amazon is just soaring after a record quarter for revenue? What's eBay missing?
1: Well so for e-commerce we're in a pretty critical area right now e-commerce as a whole over the past year really took a lot of share of total retail uh it was a tide that lifted all boats uh and now as we as we lap all those gains over the over the last year um you know we're investors and trying to understand who who's capturing those gains the most um and who might be giving them back so you know what we saw from shopify is that they, they continue to see uh, they expect growth year over year off of off the COVID comps, um, you know, Amazon's expecting the same thing. Uh, e- eBay, in, in their outlook, talked about uh, giving uh, some of those gains back, so they're expecting a year-over-year decline in, in their in their AMD and at their sales. So, um, you know, I think that that was one area that concerned us a little bit. And we want to see uh, the, the the winners that are able to, to hold on to the gains that they saw out of this new uh, you know consumer shopping behavior environment. Um, And I think there's a a little bit of a question mark, at least around eBay, given their outlook.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm out of time, but just quickly, the consumer, is it more about the consumer not going to spend as much done with my stimulus checks, I got everything I needed online, or is it more about consumers returning foot traffic back to brick and mortar?
1: Uh, In in my view, it's less about brick and mortar, and it's more about where people are going to spend uh, outside of commerce. So I think as the world okay. reopens, the the biggest shift is going to be the travel and entertainment and non-shopping things. But I think structurally, uh. e-commerce has captured those gains and will hold on to them.